You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons, where your hosts Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Peasley. Guys, I'm going to level with you. I don't actually want to do this right now. <laughs> like, Well, I you're mean... Cut, you're really cutting into my Animal Crossing time oh, here. Yeah, I had a feeling. And, like, I know this is usually fun, but I'd really rather be fishing <laughs> right now. Just in Animal Crossing. Yeah, in Animal Crossing and like chopping down trees and I'm and, sorry. And fruit and I'm sorry. Like I'm just really I'm Listen, not. listen, I get it because I have also been living that Animal Crossing life. Yeah, we're Same. all we're all living double lives right now. Oh my god. Yeah. Travis has never played an Animal Crossing game before and we dragged him into it. Yeah, nope, I have no idea what's going on, but I played it anyway. And he fucking loves it. I do. It's we pretty, did it. It's pretty fun. <laughs> we did it. We're vibing, y'all. We're just, we're just vibing. <laughs> but we have to do this because we've already been Listen. begged by Anthony... And others. And others to not leave them. So. And Listen. also, I want to do it, okay? We, okay? we need... not. We have an obligation to provide the people... With Dungeons and Dragons lore. You don't have to raise your voice at me. I wanted to do it for dramatic effect. Okay. Well, I'm... Okay. I'll I'll stay. I won't get up partway through like I was planning on. But I gotta be honest, I'm really not feeling it. So, I hope you brought something. Um, I did. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I brought Awesomar. <gasps> it's time. It's time, you guys. No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon No. This is our ASMR episode. No. We're doing about ASMR. I literally cannot talk low enough to do ASMR. Those are too many plosives, guys. You guys are going to have to lower your voice. I'm sure that's not pleasant to listen to. Okay. So I am so glad that I have, that I'm not editing these anymore. Let me go get my bubble wrap, guys. I'll crinkle it for you. Go ahead and grab some of your dice and like roll it up to the. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't (laughs) give her any more ideas. Don't worry, I'll just do it myself. <sighs> okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to play into. That, that's that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Today. Okay. So no, um, I'm going to do ASMR today because and I'm not going to do ASMR today <laughs> <laughs> any more than I just did. Yeah, because I mean, it just felt like the next step. I did three weeks of Celestials. I've done Tieflings before. It's time for ASMR. Yeah, like. Also, quick aside, if you happen to hear the thunder, I'm sorry, it's April in Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Well, well, it's not April yet. Oh my gosh, it's March. <laughs> it's the end we of March. Time, is, time isn't real, guys. It's the end of March, and it is already spring, and storms are already happening, so... And also, time isn't real. <laughs> the days just string together. Anyway. Um... <laughs> but yeah, sorry if you hear some 
thunder in the background. background it, it's noise. just part it's, of it's setting the scene. It, it would have been more appropriate for it to set the scene during the Chiefling episode, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, it's like thunder is like wrath from the skies. It's kind of oh, celestial. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so Asamar. Asamar. Yes. Asamar were first introduced alongside their fiendish counterparts in second edition's Planescape campaign setting. And the. Yeah. Oh boy, I always have to get ready to do this one. Planescape <laughs> Monsters Compendium Appendix 2. Jeez. <laughs> Released in 1995. <laughs> Thank you, Planescape, for these two lovely races. Yes. Yes. And also lots of other stuff. Well, I was able to find the naming origins for tieflings. As you'll recall, it was like low born, basically, mm-hmm. of low Linus. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't really find anything for Awesomear. So we're just going to assume that they're highborn, and uh, there we go. Yeah, sure. It, Aboveborn? It's a homonym for awesome, awesomer. <laughs> like the word awesome, it's just a homonym. Is awesomer even an actual word? No. no. Yeah. So awesomer and, awesomer and the name awesomon, which you'll recall as being the alternate name for the angels, the, the celestials of lawful good nature. Yeah. They were introduced together in the appendix, despite angels predating Awesomear by several years. Yeah. This is just where the word Awesomear came in. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, just quick rundown on Awesomear. Most of you already know what they are, though. Uh, they're the descendants of humans and humanoids. I'll get to that later. Uh, oh. and, <laughs> and celestials. Uh like the tieflings, there's dis- debate and change between editions, between how recently the celestial blood is along a bloodline. But the gist of it is somebody got busy with an angel. Okay, so it's not necessarily, you know, your mom's an angel and your dad's a human. It doesn't right. necessarily have to be that direct. Yeah. Okay. And it, like I said, it changes a lot from edition to edition. <laughs> yeah. Some humanoid creature Somewhere did it with an angel. At some point. Yeah. And now there's an... Osmar. Osmar. Any kind of celestial will produce an Osmar. And I really do love the Planescape setting for its colorful and detailed descriptors on the planar races. Osmar are naturally described as exceptionally beautiful with inner radiance, piercing eyes, etc., etc. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to stop there? Yeah. It, yeah. Go, it, goes well, on, it goes on more, probably. I mean, yeah, no. I, yeah, and I there's gotcha. more descriptors on their appearance later, but... Uh, yeah. That's the gist of it. Pretty much. They're all beautiful. It's easy to to mistake an Osamar for a human of a natural purity or a half-elf, and they tend to be noble and honest. They can be found throughout all the planes, but they kind of naturally tend to avoid the lower planes because they're too likely to be mistaken for an Osamon of some kind and be attacked by fiends on sight. Oh, so it's like the... The fiends would see the difference more easily between them and, like, just a regular human. So it's like they go to the other side of it and they see them as more awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't see the humanoid part so much as the... The angelic part. Angelical celestial part. I've heard that being kind of a a factor for half-elves. Yeah, yeah. Is that humans see them as more elf and elves Elves see them them as more more human. human. So it's kind of... Yeah. Okay. Both... You're you're too much of one thing <laughs> for one group of people, but you're too yeah. much of another thing for another people group of people. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, in second edition, Osamar have a negative two to their constitution and a plus one to strength and wisdom. They're just huh. described as 
being somewhat frail, but have a tendency to become warriors. I just like the Arakokra. I do not understand that. I mean, sure. It's second edition. It was all experimental. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, it should be noted that Asamar are very much the opposite of tieflings in most regards. Um, unlike tieflings, Asamar are rarely outcasts or orphans. Instead, they usually have the benefit of a respectable upbringing on the side of their mortal parent. So an angel got done with your mom, and now you're this great noble being who gets the best education. Everyone trusts you. Seriously, the appendix says that if an Osamar were to commit a crime, he would be more likely to get away with it because people are more likely to trust the Osamar over the victim. Dang. Jesus. Yeah. That That's kind of interesting because, like, is it just by virtue of that? Or is it just that, like... Because Osamar are so trust are so good, and they, they were noble, and they would never lie. Well, yeah, but it's like, are, are angels just getting down with, like, rich people? Or, like, people uh, that can... I think can- it's more like if you have an angelic baby, you're more likely to find these good fortunes because people are being... Like, it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy, almost. You're using your baby as a cash cow. Kind of. Look how, look how beautiful even if my you're, baby is. Even if you're not, everyone's offering you shit because they think your baby is going to become this great noble being. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's like they're... a messiah. Maybe yeah. maybe some people would see it that way, or maybe you put your kid on TV. Or maybe you think it's inevitable but that this kid is going to become great, so you just... Uh, Throw it out there anyway. Exactly. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um... On rare occasions, Osamar are born into prime material worlds where no one knows their true heritage. In these settings, the young Osamar often becomes a great leader or hero. So even a country boy raised by nobodies with no idea who his daddy is, other than that he had wings, even he is going to be the chosen one because he's half celestial. That reminds me of just a lot of things. Yeah. Just a lot of things. Half celestials have all the fun. I'm not salty for tieflings, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they kind of got the bad end of that deal. They really did. I mean, but they have like horns, though. So true. And tails. I I, I do still prefer tieflings. Osamar are very cool, though. Yeah. Um. So on that note, Osamar are actually rarely ab- abandoned by their celestial parent. While they're usually raised by the mortal parent in the prime material plane. The celestial parent is either raising them along with the other parent there, visits often, and maintains some kind of hand in guiding the child along this correct path. path. Yeah. Even if sometimes it's not visible. So hmm. literally kind of like a guardian angel. Yeah. For their own kid. Or <clears throat> just a straight up angel dad. Dang. So is it always that the father is the angel? No, I'm just going with it because it's it's easier to use that delineation of fathering because a father has the ability to like leave more easily. Leave more easily <laughs> to to not be there and, the and to have people be like, I don't know who the dad is. Because yeah, because that's every and that's everything in fiction too. Yeah, that it's like the the mortal mom is like it's you could definitely have a female like a a celestial mother. See, I would absolutely do it the opposite way where. The celestial was the mother, mm-hmm. like gave birth and was like, uh, take this. <laughs> Bye. I like that. Just, I do like I it. have other more important things to do. Leaves the leaves the baby on the doorstep kind of thing. Yeah. By the way, this is yours. <laughs> Bye. Um, so Osmar actually tend to blend into the societies and cultures around them, unlike 
chieflings. Yeah. They have no community of their own, but they are welcomed with open arms by all their neighbors and make for model citizens. Of course they it do. They use that exact phrase. Of course they do. They are model citizens. I like Asamar. I'm just making fun of them. And, and I do bit. too, and I'm enjoying making fun of them. Uh, they usually intermarry freely. Uh, Asamar bloodlines are described as being rarely more than four or five generations old. I don't quite know what that means in the grand scheme of things because it didn't like say exactly second edition didn't like say like oh it gets diluted or whatever and they become other things see th- i've actually been wondering that like yeah. if an Asamar just marries with a human and then they have children are that- they Asamar or half Asamar? and they then one the quarter further down you go exactly. does it get diluted at or- what point does it stop <laughs> Or is celestial blood kind of just that thing that just sticks? Yeah. Is it dominant or recessive? And I don't know. And I was expecting to find something that would tell me. And in third edition, it kind of does. But because um, with the tieflings in fifth edition, it has kind of done that where it says, you know, tieflings, no matter how far down you go, it's going to be a tiefling. It's going to be a tiefling. Because it's like a cursed bloodline. Yeah. But with Awesomer, I really don't know. And I'll explain, like, a little bit here and there for the additions mm-hmm. on their thing. But second edition literally just threw that out there with no information after that. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure at some point it really could just come down to what what makes an Awesomer an Awesomer versus a human. Right. Because at some point it might just be, like, phenotypically it doesn't show up. Like yeah. the, the half-elves in, like, Dragon Age. Yeah. They're half-elves. But the traits are so recessive, which is bullshit, that you don't, you know, you don't see it. Yeah. It doesn't really modify that much about that person's physiology meaningfully. Yeah. See, personally, I think that because it is, like, celestial bloodline, that the celestial would probably just stay. And that that's, I would agree to yeah, that. Because I, I can't imagine any other bloodline being able to overtake... And that's Besides the thing is, I could infernal, see, I could see I a like. human's uh, <clears throat> blood like traits and bloodline and stuff that that being recessive. Against. I cannot see a human's traits being that dominant against a celestial. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I can because I feel like the celestial is just cooler, and they always want to make the cool thing like recessive. Yeah, <laughs> in in fiction, that's true. Anyway, uh, anyways, uh, they make great merchants and traders. Because of their goodness. Natural charisma and beauty. They also have an uncanny ability to find and stop shady schemes and live honest and upright lives. And they're fantastic warriors and they're beautiful. That's because like... And they're great conversationalists. A shady person sees them and is like, oh... I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> they're so they're so beautiful. They're inspiring me to leave my life of crime. <laughs> um, Warriors of Heaven actually does give some more balance to Asamar traits. They tend to be reckless and headstrong, and pe- can be just as de- treacherous and deceitful as anyone else. There we go. Okay, that's there's good. the more true nature. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Um. This next part is stays true for pretty much every edition, but I liked the way second edition wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a natural rivalry between Tieflings and Osamar. Tieflings heartily resent them because their mixed heritage isn't perceived as a fault like the Tieflings' own commonly is. To the Tiefling mind, an Osamar is a coddled half-breed who's had everything handed to him on a silver plate. Osamar, in turn, find it difficult not to be suspicious of Tieflings in return. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. Hmm. So they just don't get along. It's just, yeah, they just naturally don't get along. Yeah. Yeah. Coddled half-breed. I mean... Such a good insult. They're not wrong. <clears throat> I mean, they're not. In a, in yeah. a manner of speaking. Especially compared to the the way that tieflings are received by society. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Shut up, you coddled half-breed. Oh, God, yeah. That oh, does, shit. That does sound like something a tiefling would just... And then the shout, and then the Asamar's like, oh, well, I never, oh, I never clutches their pearls. Holy shit! You know what I just thought of? What? Yeah. I can't remember both of the tribes' names now. Oh, the oh, yes. from Avatar, the Last um, Airbender. Um, yep. Zhang. Zhang and oh, from the one episode that I've never watched. <laughs> The Great Divide. Yeah, I've still never watched that episode. Wow. And at this point... How have you... I just... I think no, I... You, I mm-mm. No, I accidentally skipped <clears throat> it on my first watch, and now it's like a point of... <laughs> just that I haven't watched it, so I'm not going to. Because he... Um, okay, so because The Great Divide is also, like, the most hated, which is saying something... Well, episode. I said, really? Yeah. I think that I actually liked that episode. I mean, it was a bit ridiculous, but I think that's why is the gang gens, the gang gens, gang gen, gon gen, gon gens, or like um, or like the the um Capulets and the Montagues. Okay, yeah. There's a certain point where like they don't have a necess- Well, I say like have a great reason. Like they don't have a reason in the moment to personally dislike each other. It's just, but there's just that bad blood. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just, I immediately thought of those two tribes and was like, oh shit. But yeah, yeah, it's just a meme in my life that I've never watched The Great Divide. So I just persist in not watching it. I'm weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> listen to our Avatar The Last Airbender podcast oh my to God, uh, I would love that. hear me talk I about that. I would also love that. Well, we got to work on our Animal Crossing podcast first. <laughs> so, sorry. So, uh, the common Asamar is described as. Gloriously beautiful humans with golden hair, fair skin, and piercing eyes. And there's a parenthesis that says, though you can't really call them common. Yeah. No, there, uh, there's not. I just said that. <laughs> Basically. Um, but also that an awesome arm with plant- planetar blood may have green skin. Some may have non-human attributes such as regal-looking tails, bird-like or leonine lower bodies, or even vestigial wing- wings. They get tails, too? They can. Damn. They can. I didn't know that. Uh, this is the first instance of Osmar having wings, but they're not a big part of them yet. Yeah, hence vestigial. Yeah. And, yeah. Poten- and the fact that it's a potential for wings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not terribly common now, either. Uh, you get them after a certain level. Do you? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll have to double check it's my... It's been a while since I've read up on notes. the... Awesome R in 5th edition. I haven't had to in a while. Um, yeah, you just keep making them hot shopkeepers. Awesome <laughs> <laughs> um, are also given a fun appearance and effect table like the Tieflings had in Warriors of Heaven. Oh, Beautiful. nice. I love those. It's a little bit more bland, but some fun finds include silvery skin, green-tinted skin, blue-tinted skin, golden skin, pointed ears, rigid ears, Dog-like ears. Oh, yes. Gleaming silver eyes, golden eyes, six fingers per hand, including thumb. (laughs) Fingers one inch longer than normal. Okay. Animal horns on head. (laughs) Deflex don't even just get horns. Uh, Silver or gold fingernails. Feathered wings with the fly speed of 18. 
The stygial wing bones on shoulders, opalescent skin, naturally tanned skin covered with speckled markings, bald. Okay. Bald. Uh, Hairless, small feathers rather than hair on 1D10 times 10 of your body. Your guess on that is as good as mine because I don't know what that means. Maybe like one-tenth. So then if you roll 10, you're just a chicken. So this, like this is my awesome my friend. That's a chicken. <laughs> so like three tenths might be like you kind of have like arm and leg feathers, mm-hmm. kind of like hair, but then ten you're just covered in feathers. Yeah. That, uh, that's my best guess. So the special effects include a sweet, fresh odor that surrounds the body, uh surrounded by aura of calm, wounds inflicted upon Osmar heal twice as quickly. Presence eases animals, speaks telepathically to any intelligent creature within one mile, can leap up to 15 feet vertically or 30 feet horizontally, cannot be held or ensnared, speaks any language as per tongues, and eyes have the power of true seeing. Jesus Christ. Hi, this is my OC. Uh, Her dad is an angel, and her mom is a human, and her eyes change color with her emotions, and she's the most beautiful person ever. She has a 15-foot vertical leap. (laughs) And has a sweet odor surrounding her? No, you can only pick one. Just a note, they should have picked a different word for that if they were going to make it sweet smelling. Yeah, like scent or aroma. Fragrance. Yeah, not odor. odor. Uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm being so critical and nitpicky. It's just these descriptions when they clearly really, really want to sell you on something. Yeah. Being, like, so squeaky clean. I just, like, want to make fun of it and a little bit. And the thing is, is ha- because of the fact that they are so sque- squeaky and clean, they do get this reputation as being kind of boring. Like paladins. Yeah, like goody two-shoes. Like, of. and... Like, oh, of course you're playing a lawful good Asamar paladin, and of course he's beautiful and has beautiful blonde hair. Right, and I get that, because, like, I mean, when you compare this to the chiefling table, I'll admit the chiefling table did have more things that I was like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I get it. it yeah, it no, can, I get it. It can be harder to make, like, good things more interesting. Yeah. But I will say that we, we get to a point where it does Yeah, get more yeah. And, and obviously, like, these, these things aside, well, for one, sometimes you can definitely tell when the text is, like, self-aware yeah. of that. And also, like, this doesn't mean that you can't make... An Asamar who's like interesting, yeah, or or more than just like Goody Two Shoes Angel Child. And I will say, Planescape made did a really good job of that tongue in cheek, like huh. ha ha, like we, we know, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, okay, so there will be more of the boring Goody Two Shoes, but I will say, when we get to it, there's a lot more stuff that's built into the Asamar that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. But first. We're going to take a quick ad break. Damn it. Yeah, I had a feeling. <sighs> Damn it. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our episode on Awesomear. It's been a long time coming. but Yeah. It's finally here. We've been joking about it for so long, but it's finally here. And Lewin is already sorry for ripping on them. Yeah, I, I really am. It's all like it's all in good fun. I hope I hope everybody realizes that. <laughs> I'm it's just all, teasing you. It's all in good fun. Well, I just want to put that out there. Uh, if you like the podcast, uh, please consider contributing to our Patreon at Dungeonpedia. I, I know times are weird right now. Yeah, feel no obligation to do so, but if you want to, it's out there. Yeah, check it out. If not, 
That's fine, too. We are going to remain free and... We get it. ...to the public for ever. For the people. Because that's how a podcast does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But... Do not charge. If you're interested, we have our actual play podcast, Projectile Dysfunction. If you need any other uh, distraction, you might go listen to that. It's just us and our friend Jacoby. Uh, we've been on a pause for two weeks while we were trying to figure everything out. Um, I'm happy to tell you that at the time that this comes up, the episode for tomorrow will be coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll, we should be good on that for yeah. a little while at Sh- least. Shit's crazy, so yeah, thank shit you Shit has been crazy. We have had a bit of a delay in our episodes there and yeah. in our social media presence as well, but... Yeah. Things are starting to even out a little bit more. Yeah, we we appreciate you guys for uh, being patient and with us. Thank you so much, and for the, all the concern too. Yeah, thank yes, thank um, you. You can go to the Twitter, which is just at ProjectileCast. Go there; you can get links to the episodes and find out a bit more information about us from there. Uh, you can also follow Dungeonpedia on Twitter and Instagram at Dungeonpedia for for our stuff. Lots of fun stuff and retweet some art and 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 fun things yeah it's a good time uh you can also email us any topic suggestions or uh comments or anything at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com we always love hearing from you guys you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to get notifications of when our new episodes go live if things do happen to get a little askewed and our episodes are off from the normal schedule that'll tell you tell you when yeah uh, while you're there, on any platform that allows it, you can rate us and review us. That helps us a lot. You can also spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family if anyone's bored and needs something to listen to or I'm something sure to distract you know them. Someone who is. We have at least we have over a year of blo- backlog now. So we yeah. do have over a year of backlog. Oh god, we do. I'm still absorbing that. The fact <laughs> that like I'm still dealing with that. <laughs> on that note, we recently hit. 1,000 listens what? on our first episode. And I, I died for like an hour. Me I was, too. I was inconsolable. It so. is crazy. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you all so very much. Yes. yes. And also, thank you Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith, that we've been listening to for like a year. I still can't believe it, guys. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I could cry. I have cried. And counting this episode, that song is on 55 of our episodes. Oh, man. Oh, God. Which is all of them. <laughs> well. But with that, let's go ahead and get back to the Asimar and see what's going on in the other editions. Yeah, and maybe I'll can I'll cease ripping on them so much. Maybe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, get more into these weird celestial things. So <laughs> that's what their parents did. Nice. Hmm. Got hmm. into that weird celestial creature. Hmm. Or maybe that weird celestial creature got into them. Just depends. So Osimar come back in 3rd edition's Monster Manual 1, but not immediately as player characters. 3rd edition makes a division between half-celestials and Osimar, similar to how it did between half-fiends and tieflings. Yeah. And Osimar's celestial bloodline is several generations back, and their ancestry is not as prominent. In this edition, being an Osimar is kind of like a random chance if you happen to have celestial ancestry. Okay, so it's like if you happen to have celestial ancestry, it may just randomly present. Exactly. But it isn't like you're half, 
Like, it's not yeah. the one of your parents. It's the Celestial. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Okay. But they do still have half fiend, or sorry, half Celestials. They also have half fiends, but that's not important. Okay. Not um, in this episode. Not, not this time. Osamar are still tall yeah. and good-looking humans with unusual hair and eye colors like gold and silver. Uh, they're usually good, and they're rarely leaders due to their absolute dedication to goodness. Others are less fanatical and fit into societies properly. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Their well. favored class is Paladin. Shocker. Yeah. Forgotten Realms campaign setting reintroduces Osamar as a playable race, but does not add much lore other than a little footnote that those descended from a celestial minion of a Faerunian de- deity often carry a birthmark in the shape of a deity's holy symbol or some other mark significant to that faith. Cool. Yeah. So it's kind of like dragon marks, but... Kind of, yeah. Not, not... Ex- no extra powers. No powers or, yeah. or growth, really. It just, just kind of Your signifies... bloodline is connected to this... Person. Deity. 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 Uh, <clears throat> on that note, Races of Faerun introduces the possibility of a deity parent slash ancestry for the first time. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, it also brings Osamar a little closer to the tieflings. Now, Osamar are just a little too different for everyone else. Their heritage marks them as different and often leads to persecution, ridicule, or exile from superstitious or backwards communities. It is not unknown for an Osamar to give in to bitterness in the face of adversity and turn to evil. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Osamar are described in 3rd edition as being the descendants of humans of... uh, Sorry. Between the descendants of humans and any kind of celestials. A true celestial... A celestial creature, quaddles, Lililens, or even a servant or avatar of a good deity. A Lililend is basically kind of like a quaddle. It's just a random divine creature, but not like the three main ones that we talked about. So maybe like Kiedin or something. Maybe. They're actually uh, created by Saloon, specifically. Oh, okay. So, well, okay. yeah. So someone got busy with like a celestial wyvern. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. Someone, someone did at some point get busy with a celestial wyvern, potentially. Um, I mean, I'm not judging. <laughs> just saying. It can happen, according to this. Races of Faerun hints at sub-races or cousin races, basically. While elves, dwarves, and gnomes, and halflings with good outsider ancestry are reputed to exist, those crossbreeds are not true, Asamar. Despite this, it doesn't give any kind of additional information with, about what those non-Asamar are or anything. By the way, I reject that. Make it no Amasamar. Yeah, that, like, sucks a little bit. Yeah, I don't understand why there can't be, like, gnome or dwarf Amasamar, because they're still humanoids. This is the same freaking um, Especially- book that gave, like, information about the Feyri and the Tanari from yeah. Tieflings. Well, and also, like... It, it it's it's not okay because like this would be this would be bullshit too but it's not like they're saying that these half celestial half demi human creatures don't exist because it's saying they're purported to exist yeah right yeah but they don't so it's it's not like they're saying which this would also be bullshit it's not like they're saying it's crazy that only humans are compatible with celestials and right. nobody else is which would also suck. But they refuse to elaborate on it anymore. Yeah. So it's like, they 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 probably exist, but we don't know anything about them. And they're also not Hoff. Hoff. Uh, Hoff. Hoff. They're also not true Asamar, but we can't tell you why. 
Or we're not going to tell you why. Yeah. That's dumb. Like, just fucking explain. <laughs> uh, there's also a bit in there on an expansion of the distinguishing features and the ancestry that they imply, which is something that I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have golden eyes, silver hair, and emerald skin, uh, your ancestry is by a planetar. If you have feathers at the shoulders, uh, your ancestry is that of an astral deva, an avaral celestial, a planetar, a solitar, or a trumpet archon. If you have feathers in your hair, it's an avaral celestial. If you have pearly opalescent eyes, it's a gaily celestial. Um, powerful ringing voice, it's a lilliland or a trumpet archon. If you have brilliant topaz eyes, your ancestry was probably a solar, or if you have silvery or golden skin, also probably a solar. And if you if you have iridescent scales and small patches, your um, ancestor was either a coatl or a lilliland. Okay. <laughs> what? That's like okay. a that's like a dichotomy key. And that's exactly what you said in the tiefling episode too. Oh shit. Yep. I like dichotomy keys, but it's like eyes. You know, four topaz go to two A, four opalescent go to three A. <laughs> And then it's like, congratulations, you're part solar. Yep, and mm. the, I mean, it's built pretty much the same way as the tiefling one was. Until you find an Osmar with a trait from, like, four different things, and it's like, Congrat- I don't know what you are. Congratulations, but- your great-great-great-great-great-grandmother got really busy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> um, don't want to think about that for too long. Osamar are given a history in this version, but not much of a society. Yeah. Um, basically, most Osamar and Faerun are fr- descended from deities of Molarand. Uh, when mortal incarnations of Molarandi deities defeated uh, the Emmaskari, um, it says, see Forgotten Realms campaign setting. <laughs> so Thanks. it's a part of the Forgotten Realms history that would be a totally separate episode. It's a whole thing. Episode. <laughs> We'll dive into that later. Uh, they settled and took mortals as lovers and spouses. The half-celestial offspring of these unions became nobles of that country, and dilution of the divine essence through marriages to pure-blood humans created Osamar. Okay, that makes sense. That, yeah, yeah. That, at at least, like, they use the word diluted, so, like, I'm good. Yeah. That's on par. Yeah, yeah. Like, they at least, like... At this point. Used a, a, used a word to describe it, so I'm good. Um, Osmar are now wary of their human neighbors. Their goodness and fear of prejudice makes them aloof and apparently very good paladins. Who knew? It's not wow. like it's been mentioned three times already. Um, and they have wings now. Nice. Uh, because third and 3.5 make this distinction between Osmar and half celestials, I'm gonna go over 3.5 straights for half celestials as well, just because eventually we're going to go back to reforming. Cool. Uh, so, to carry out their responsibilities, Celestials sometimes spend great amount of time in mortal realms. Being devoted and kind, they occasionally fall in love with mortals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the objects of a Celestial's affection are never evil, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're always, like, people with intelligence. Yeah. That's good. So, not ogres. Not yeah. animals. Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> Uh, they always return the love of their immortal paramour, which feels iffy, and willingly conceive the child, usually caring for it since Celestial has other duties. Um, no matter the form, half-Celestials are always comely and delightful to the senses. God. I'm quoting. <laughs> God. They have golden skin, sparkling eyes, angelic wings, or some other sign of their higher nature. 
Though noble and compassionate, half-celestials are often dismayed at the evil among their kin and take a stern, sometimes harsh view of base instincts and malevolent actions. Never truly fitting into any mortal society, half-celestials are usually loners and wanderers attempting to right wrongs wherever they can't. Okay, I would absolutely bully a half-celestial <laughs> if they lived in my town. Um, like, I would be part of the problem, but, like, if the, the beautiful neighbor kid with wings was, like, trying, like, making fun of me because I like to dig worms out of the mud. I like, don't I, think they would make fun of you. Well, yeah, I but it's... I don't think they would make for, fun for, of you either. For giving into my base instinct to... I think base instincts is meant to be, like, a violent thing. Like, the base instinct of, like, stealing something that you don't have. See, we started talking about base instincts, and I just started thinking about putting my hands in mud. I'm just saying I would absolutely bully that kid. (laughs) So. Um, Actually, because of that whole thing I just read, I do not understand why they decided to make the distinction between half-celestials and Awesomar, because it's pretty much the same, except for Awesomar are more deluded. Yeah. They have the same type of scorn uh, against them. They do the exact same thing. It just doesn't make sense. It's just going to have the works. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, I don't know if you guys feel that way. I mean... I feel like it could have easily been a footnote in, like, Asimar's thing that it's like, you know, this particular type of of Asimar, which I know that Asimar is not probably the overarching term that we'd Mm -hmm. be using here, but I probably would have done it, like, under the thing for Asimar, like a note to be, like, a a direct descendant. Well, I say direct descendant. Like a, a first or a first second. generation Osmar? Yeah, is like half is also described as half celestial. Here's some of the like s- slight differences between the two. Yeah, and then like as it gets more diluted, this may be less prominent or whatever. I wouldn't have made them like a whole other thing, but I don't write for <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. So, <laughs> and now to fourth edition. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey. Our favorite place to be. It's okay. We won't be here long. Oh, boy. Let me They guess. simply don't exist. No! Oh. No! Do they just not like the letter A? There's no Asimov. There's no Aarakocra. <laughs> so, Rob Heinsu. Heinsu, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. In Rob. In Wizards Presents Races and Classes, which we've talked about before, yeah. um, admits that he wanted them expunged from the record, stating, I'm one of the designers who argued that we should stop using the word Awesomar. In Awesomar's place, you'll meet a race of Celestials who have, plunged, who have plunged through the same transforming fires as the Tieflings. Despite that promise, there's really no alternative to Awesomar in 4th edition. There's no Celestial player character, no half-Celestials, it's... Kind of sad. So he thought to have them removed to use a different term or a different, like, sub-race for him and then never added that sub-race in. I couldn't find anything. If there is, I don't know it. I looked for just about every term I could. Sure. (sighs) Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Again, I know that they were going through fourth edition. They were having new company, growing pains. Yeah. Writing stuff, but like, come on now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. In in part, the from what I've seen, it is because of the fact that people think that they're boring. That's fair. But 
I, I, I don't think that was the right answer. They, they try, they tried a lot. Yeah, <laughs> which we've discussed at length are personal gripes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in fifth edition. Awesomar are brought back into the fold. Yay! With the release of Volo's Guide to Monsters. Yay! Um, it combines a bit of all the previous editions. Awesomar are descended from humans and celestials, though no time frame on how far back the celestial him entered the bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, I didn't know where you were going with that, but Jesus. I'm pleased you went there. <clears throat> They're born as champions of good. Asamar are placed in the world to serve as guardians of law and good. Their patrons expect them to strike at evil, lead by example, and further the cause of justice. Okay, the phrasing, they're born as champions, placed placed in the world, their patrons. It gives to me the idea of, like... That's a vibe. A celestial deciding... That an Asamar needs to be born. Yeah. Like, like yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Or like a deity deciding they need to reproduce. Yeah. Like yeah. hey a chosen one. We need a half breed, basically. Yeah. And then immaculate. To walk among the humans because you guys can't. Yeah. Well, you can just not as well. Some, sometimes not to blend in. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're specifically being chosen to thrown there like Mm -hmm. which to me does feel like a blending of previous stuff yeah and even that's just very interesting also in general because it it really reframes it from the previous like they always come from like a union of this perfect holy love between a celestial creature and a mortal but you could very well have an awesomeer that's like created just for a purpose yeah literally just made to serve. Yeah. Man, that's fucked up. I love it. Yeah. Uh, from an early age, an Asamar receives visions and guidance from celestial entities via dreams. These dreams help shape an Asamar, granting a sense of destiny and a desire for righteousness. So not only have you been conceived just for a purpose, now you have someone that's basically brainwashing you in your sleep. Dang. I wouldn't say brainwashing. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely use the most uh, exaggerated word. I w- yeah, I wouldn't go with brainwashing. Um, They're just being guided. Guided, yes. Um. Okay, here's... I mean, <clears throat> the difference between those three things can depend on who you ask. And that's actually what I was thinking. Uh, it, depending on whoever is You're, the in control. Is. Or the celestial. It, and, and the awesomer in particular and how they... In general field. It can be guidance or it can be manipulation. Yeah. Like there are a lot True. of there are a lot of good deities in Dungeons and Dragons that do some messed up stuff. And yeah. and maybe would be part and parcel to some messed up stuff. Each Osmar can count a specific celestial agent of the of the gods as a guide. Um this entity is typically a deva and acts as their messenger. All Asamar, except for those who have turned evil, share a link to their, usually Deva, but it says an angelic being. So it's most commonly Devas, but it could be something else. Yes. Okay. Um, That's the one who provides guidance. And uh, because of the fact that the guidance is usually in the form of dreams, it's not usually a direct command or a spoken word. 
Typically, they receive visions, prophecies, and gut feelings. Okay, so, hmm, that's that's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of different things you could do with that. And on the note of manipulation versus guidance, the angelic being is far from omniscient. Its guidance is based on the understanding of the tenets of law and good, and it might have insight into combating especially powerful evils that it knows about. So that's it. Okay. So if, I mean, in theory, the guidance would be great, but it could not be. Yeah, because there might be something that that celestial just happens to not know. Yeah, and the the thing is, is I like the fact that it adds these potentials for manipulation or not. Because it, it just feels more, like you have more options, basically. Yeah, and Osimar inevitably draws, draws the attention of evil cults and fiends, all of whom are eager to strike the Celestial Champion down. When traveling, Osimar prefer hoods, closed helms, and other gear that allows them to conceal their identities because they prefer to keep a low profile. Hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, because that, that kind of contrasts with the hero yeah. sort of thing that, that previous editions would hint at them being really into. Like the, oh, hey, look at me, I'm so beautiful and so cool. Despite um, their celestial origin, Osmar are mortal and possess free will. Um, several Osmar follow their ordained path, but some grow to see their abilities as a curse. Yeah. And so do they live as long as humans? Uh, they, they mature at the same rate as humans, but they can live up to 160 years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Osimar that become disaffected, uh, they can become evil, and they become fallen Osimar. Nice. Uh, in their minds, their exposure to celestial powers has amounted to little more than brainwashing. <laughs> well, there it is. Yep. Evil Osimar are naturally deadly foes, and the radiant power that once commanded them becomes corrupted. Nice. Into uh, necrotic. Necrotic? Yeah, uh, necrotic damage. Uh, well, see, we started talking about Fallen Osmar and then the yeah the, the the thunder. Their angelic guides completely abandon them when they fall. Also, that sucks. Yeah, because I mean, Just give up on them. Come yeah, on now. I mean, they fell. I mean, clearly they're not going to follow the path that they were trying to put them on. So I, I would mean, that's true. Love to see a like rendition of something where. Their their like angelic guide keeps like trying trying even though they're like ordered to not to yeah and like the the kid I'm framing this as like a young person but like the the Asimar is like hey leave me alone yeah but the I want to go be evil and stuff but the Deva just keeps, keeps trying, trying yeah and I'm gonna bring you back home okay and that's such a like that's I feel like this really opens it up for such a good, like, hero rejecting the call moment. Mm-hmm. Or also, it's like, alternatively, you know, does your does your Asimar character see their dreams as, like, true guidance? Or do they think they just have weird dreams? Oh, yeah, like someone who's, like, rejecting their benevolence. Yeah, or, like, you know, how, how do they feel about it? I feel like there's a lot there. Yeah, and that's the thing, is I feel like 5th edition has made a much more interesting set of things that come specifically to being an Osimar. Yeah, it kind of, I feel like, opens the door for people yeah. really well. So, the important traits for Osimar in 5th edition, 
I didn't go over them in the other editions. I just kind of want to bookend it with yeah. second and fifth. Um, their charisma score increases by two because of all of the stuff that we've talked about up to <laughs> yeah, this. They're beautiful. They're charismatic. They're usually pretty good. Yeah, They're part celestial, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> they all know the light hand trip. They all have celestial resistance, which is resistant to ne- necrotic and radiant damage. Oh, that's yeah. pretty diesel. Um, they have healing hands, uh, just as oh. an action. Dang. See, I almost feel like they should be completely immune to radiant damage. I would agree, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that can be kind of hard to balance, though. It could. Because cause I feel like at that point you can make the case that it's like, if you were going to do that, they would have to be, like, weak to necrotic damage, which is more common, <laughs> I feel like. I guess it depends on... On what you're fighting. What you're fighting. Because you could put them in one situation then, and they would just totally body it, because whatever they're fighting couldn't hurt them. Yeah. Um, sorry. And the reason why I thought in 5th edition that all of the Asamar had uh, wings is because most of the sub-races do. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And honestly, like, the sub-races are the... The added versions of the Asamar, so like the enhanced versions, basically, because mm-hmm. the there's the Protector Asamar and the Fallen Asamar, and then the Scourge Asamar. But Whoa. like, yeah, the Scourge Asamar. That sounds intense. <clears throat> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, they're basically chaotic evil. Nice. Uh, they have. Div- their divine energy blazes intensely within them with a powerful desire to destroy. Nice. Why do I keep saying nice about, like, all the bad things? Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. It has a powerful desire to destroy evil. It's good. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. It's lame. <laughs> uh, Scourge Awesomer wear masks to block out the wor- world and focus on containing this power, unmasking themselves only in battle. Uh, and at third level, you can unleash this divine energy within yourself, causing a searing light of, to radiate from you and pour out of your eyes and mouth, threatening oh to god. char you. Oh my god, that's that's intense. I like that. So they're chaotic evil that look to destroy evil. No, they're actually good. I accidentally wrote that down wrong. Okay, okay, guys. They like, want to destroy chaotic evil. Yes, I was like, that's different they yeah they want to destroy no i'm i'm such a sucker for that like when when someone like has a physical symbol of them like holding their power back and they like take it off and it's just like now you know you fucked up yeah man i mean while we're talking about avatar the last airbender references like the the scene at the avatar last airbender spoilers if, if you haven't seen it after this many years, but in the final uh, episode of Sozin's Comet, where they have like the yeah the energy coming out, yeah, that, that is kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. yeah, that's all I could picture when you said that. Or from like Atlantis: <clears throat> The Lost Empire. Yeah, did I just warn people for Avatar spoilers? Come you on, did. guys, it's 2020. Watch it if you haven't already. Go you, watch you it. To. And I'm sorry I spoiled the ending for you. <laughs> I guess I didn't, but whatever. I'll say you kind of didn't. Yeah, there's there's energy coming out of people's eyes and mouths. There you go. Yeah. Surprise. Um anyways, Protector Asamar are basically charged with uh with the need to protect the weak cool. and strike at evil. 
you know, the usual. Right. Um, yeah, but the, uh... they get luminous and corporeal wings. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. And their ability score is by wisdom. And then the fallen Osamar, their inner light has been replaced by shadow. They I, either fell of their own accord or they were touched by dark powers as a youth. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. Yeah, and they have, um, they also have wings, but they have two skeletal, skeletal, ghostly, lightless wings. <gasps> oh. They can't fly with them? Nope. I'm sorry, I'm starting to understand some things about some characters <laughs> and things. <laughs> oh. Dang, that kind of sucks that they, so can the, the Protector Osmar and the Scourge Osmar can fly, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the flying speed is 30 feet. I guess they're like Scourge, like they're the Scourge of Evil. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Um, let, <clears throat> It feels like a weird note to end on, but like it, it didn't have as pretty a, per, a perfect an ending as the Tiefling episode did. Yeah. Which, thinking way back, had a really good ending. Yeah. Unfortunately, Osamar have not gotten as much love. Um, Which is weird to say. Yeah. But, I mean, it does seem like they at least found a way to make them a little bit more fun with these variants. It, it really... Sub-races? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Variant sub-races, whatever you want to call it. Whatever. So, the but the, the sub-races, they have to do with what that Osamar does personally. Yes. So it's not like you can only become a... Uh, protector Osamar if you were descended from these kinds of Celestials, or you can only... Right. And okay. there's a lot of room for homebrewing, which I always enjoy. Yeah. Which 5th edition has a lot of for, like, everything, really. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like there's definitely some cool pieces that you could take from, like, the earlier editions, like that cool, um, like, appearance table. Yeah, I love I love appearance <laughs> tables. Even if I don't actually, like, roll on it, I just enjoy seeing the breakdown and, like, what yeah. each what thing it could means. Be. Yeah, and, yeah, and what it could be. If I ever use one, I usually don't roll, I just... Pick, pick something yeah. that's really cool, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna add that to this character, or this NPC, and yeah, yeah, fun. Sometimes fun you just run out of or, uh, ways ideas. To, yeah, ideas to for descriptions. So yeah, it's like fun tables. tables like that. Are the tables best. are useful for that, <clears throat> but I think it really is interesting to see that in action that you know, even though they're kind of written, I would say like to be viewed a little more favorably. Like they don't have as much on them as tieflings do. Yeah, and so that kind of that kind of shows the difference between. Well, now I feel bad for ripping on Osamar since they took them out of fourth edition because it seemed like people didn't like them and thought they were boring. Now I feel bad for ripping on Osamar a little bit. Yeah, and I was not able to find a confirmed source for this, so take this with a grain of salt. I heard that the reason that they got brought back into fifth edition was because one of the writers was. For Volo's Guide to Monsters was a big fan of Osamar and didn't like the fact that other people thought that they were boring. So he decided to take them and make them fun. That's, that's well, good. He, I mean, I, I think he did a good job. <clears throat> Excuse me. I absolutely hope that that's true because it was a very good idea. Yeah. To bring them back. like And to, to really open up. And I feel like they, they struck a balance that sometimes other publications of D&D have a problem with. Right. Because some leave too much open 
And, and some and, leave not enough. Yeah, so some leave too much open to the point where it becomes, like, vague and hard to understand. And it's like, okay, what are the rules here? You know, because they, they, they don't build the foundation. But then some of them, it, it comes off as too strict. Yeah. And that there's not enough room that is offered for you to play with. And, I mean, and you can always play with it, you know, electively. But some people, you know, they don't want to do that. That's not their first idea. Which, you know, I'm not criticizing anyone for wanting to really play by the book, but when the the opportunity is really opened, I feel like it makes it easier for people. I I agree completely, and I know, Travis, as a DM, that is your favorite thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love openness of, like, everything. Everything is always up for interpretation. Yes. Unless I say it's not. But that's because that's my interpretation of it. Well, And you get to make the call. Exactly. (laughs) He made a cheeky little grin. (laughs) <laughs> and and I'm going to make the call that that's a personal problem, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not the DM, so I can't make any calls. Anyway. Anyway. That's all I got this time. <laughs> Dang. So are we going to do Fiends next? Probably, yes. <laughs> and it's so upsetting to me that in the Awesome Art episode where they've already had so much taken away from them, you would immediately be focused on the next episode. I'm sorry. Really, I'm honestly just focused on going and playing more Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. It's just it's so good. <clears throat> well, uh thank you guys for listening. Uh I'm sorry that I'm already chomping at the bit and trying to get Taylor to talk about fiends. But It's okay. Uh, uh I mean, I'm, just, I'm excited too. I mean, I'm excited. Um it's exciting listening to. I mean, it's always like this, but it's exciting listening when you know that they're someone's really into what they're yeah. talking about. And, and you know, I really, I know the way you talked about tieflings so nostalgically. Oh man, I I I do Get love tieflings. Yeah, and uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, tell your friends. Yeah, let, spread the word. Let let everybody know we. I know that we announced um, on Twitter that we're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do, but we can assure you, unless something in the media is going on, we're going to continue to update and yeah. help, you know, keep you guys having a little bit of fun, something to maybe look forward to. Yeah, and to think about for just like an hour. And if you think that a friend who's going through the same stuff that we are right now, we're all going through right now would appreciate listening to this, let them know. I mean, and I'm not even saying that as somebody who wants extra views. I'm saying that as somebody who knows that there are people right now who need something to distract them with. Yeah. Yeah, because we're we're that way. Yeah. We're that way about other other things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need a distraction, especially now. Yeah. And if you or someone that you think would love to hear our... (laughs) Opinions on this subject as a suggestion. Tears rip on Osmark. <laughs> um, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, uh, you can follow us on our various social media platforms, which you can also send in suggestions there. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. But you can get some extra content after the episodes there also. True. Oh, thank you all. Once again, for listening, and we will catch you here next week on Dungeonpedia. Dang, I, w- I want to know what that person's grandma was on about. But wouldn't it be their, like, multiple great-grandmas because they would have a little bit of their bloodline mixed in? Maybe. Yeah. Is that how it works? 
Probably. It's unclear. They changed a lot. 